25 years on the PGA Tour and a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Jay Delsing brings you his perspective on one of the world's greatest games as a professional golfer and network broadcaster. It's the game that connects the pros and the average Joes. Brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Golf with Jay Delsing is now on 101 ESPN. Good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Delsing. I have with me longtime friend, caddy, buddy, Pearly. John Perlis, good morning. Good to be here, Jay. Ready to get rolling. Love the topics we got to uh, check out this week. Yeah, I'm excited, too. So we've, we've formatted the show just like around the golf. The first segment is called On the Range. Uh, the On the Range segment is brought to you by Golf Discount. Golf Discount is where St. Louis shops for all its golf needs. Please look for these social media outlets. John and I are really crazy about social media. So mm-hmm. our Twitter handle is at Jay Delsing. Facebook is Golf with Jay Delsing and Jay Delsing Golf. LinkedIn is Jay Delsing. And Instagram is... Okay, let's go. Okay. All right, Pearl. So we got a great show. Okay, we have a, a really fun show. We are going to have... Uh, Mark LaRue mm-hmm. is the head golf coach at University of Missouri, down in Columbia. He's got a good story. He's done a great job. Yep. We got a cool interview with him. We got another episode of Whack and Chase. We've got Cindy Vickers, who's taken us on this How to Lower Your Physical Handicap on the Leading Edge segment. It's really cool. She knows her stuff. Uh, and it's kind of an area, John, into modern golf. Okay, so you and I were not necessarily... It's an area to easily blow off. We blew it off because we had the opportunity for some of that information. There's a lot more nowadays, and she certainly is knowledgeable. But it is important, and it can be an absolute game changer, especially for the middle age and, and above. Everybody can benefit, but middle age and above, it can be an absolute game changer. And, Pearl, the, the interesting thing for our generation, that we didn't have it. It wasn't so specific. I mean, nobody really yeah. did anything physical. Well, we, we weren't even so, supposed to work out. In college, we were told... Don't go in the gym. Right. I mean, they're supposed to do a little road work, you know, have that kind of thing going. But I can remember a couple of guys that were kind of pushing for that. They got in trouble for doing it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no Plus, doubt they didn't that. really know how to do it right, by the way, back back in the day. You right. know, so it was just about, you know. Right. So we, we kind of set up this uh, Cindy a little bit with how we were talking about winterizing our golf game. And here, uh, winter's here. Yeah. It's, uh, it's ugly. It's time to start thinking Florida. Yeah. Well, I'll start doing some of these uh, these things. The other thing with winter is probably going to be outside a little bit less, whether it's golf or anything else, a little yeah. bit less active. Uh, this keeps you from getting yourself hurt in the spring when you're coming back. And don't, and folks, do not, do not sit around again and not do something like this and wonder, you know, why is my, why am I losing parts of my game? Why, you know, is my handicap getting higher? Don't. Do it. Right. You're going to feel so much better There's about this so much this opportunity. Stuff. The other places that uh, we talk uh, about on the show, your sponsors, where you can go yeah. hit balls, do things, work out, we've had get go- analyzed. We've had golf tech. We've got tw- we have 20 minutes of fitness. It's uh, another great place to help get your fit, help your flexibility, things like that. Golf discounts. Got the GC Quad Launch uh, Monitor. I mean, there's there's plenty of places to get lessons to keep working on. No doubt. No doubt. We have lots of opportunities and lots of choices. So, um, oh, man, where do you want to go first here, Pearl? You pick it. I, I don't know. Um, we were at, let's let's talk about that interview that that I shared with you about the golf ball manufacturing. You okay, want to? I love it. Yep. Okay, so I was under the impression, falsely, wrongly, that most of the golf balls were made overseas. 
I thought most of them were made in either the Far East, China, or um, Korea, or someplace like that. Yeah, because my manufacturing background, I knew that wasn't the case. Right. But I, th- I thought it was a great article. And also, my manufacturing background, when I got out of college, Sweet Lou Barletti and I yep. went down and worked in the Ping Factory. And that's when they were making that gosh dang you two color two part ball. ball. It was two colors, two parts. Every once in a while, you'd hit and it, and too you'd, stupid. you'd think you hit two shots. Yeah. The, ball's, the ball's literally going in two places because it came apart, and right. it's flying all over the place right. out there. It was ugly. I remember going on their range. Louie and I would work the uh, – That wasn't was because it? you and I, you and Louie missed a component in the manufacturing process. Could it have been? I'll tell you I'll tell you a story on that in a second. But we'd go out and hit golf balls out of that range, and it was great because we had all the – all the advantages of working at Fort Ping, we were just factory workers. We worked from uh, 3 o'clock till midnight. we get up in the morning, play as much golf as we could get in, probably take a little bit of a nap. Louie wouldn't, but I would. No, you I, definitely I, took I, a nap. I did yeah. every single the day. The nap king over here. But we would laugh because we were in, in the uh, – actually, Louie got lucky, and he worked in the um, – Louie got lucky. Imagine that. That man could wiggle himself <laughs> into any place he wanted he, to. He's a special, a special yeah. kind of guy. But we yeah. would we would laugh when we were on the assembly line, and the process of putting the shaft and the head of the club together was kind of interesting to us. And between the little kind of gun to lodge the shaft into the hosel and get the epoxy in there and have the epoxy mixed properly, the number of times Louie and I would say. Man, oh, man, if, whenever a head comes flying off a pig club in the future, we're going to know exactly who put this darn thing on. And it was a heck of a place to work. What a great company. Enjoyed it. Uh, and, and back there, i got to tell you one little story. So Louie and I are getting ready to come down right after graduating UCLA. You graduated? And, yes, sir. I certainly did. You, uh, actually went, you actually went to the ceremony. You're darn right I went to the ceremony. Did you, have a, did you save me a spot? Yeah, but I knew you were going to do it. My father... <laughs> made it very clear to me that I was going to be at that ceremony. And you know what? I look back and the fact that I was thinking I wasn't going to, what a knucklehead. They put me through all that. You know, I I had some scholarship stuff, but plus they raised me to that point where I got to to have something (laughs) successful in my life. And it was a great ceremony. It was a lot of fun. And I'm glad I went. I was petrified. What are your your memories of it? I was of of the ceremony? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. The same as my Instagram account. But I, I will tell you this. I had this idea that you and I were going to walk up on that stage. And they were going to give it to us? No. Yeah, well, that was a chance we were taking. They're going to give you the old nine of hearts and go, you're not in. <laughs> that was the chance we were taking. So Louie and I are headed down uh, from Southern California, go down to Phoenix and work in the Ping Factory. I get a call from a great guy. He's passed away since. Gary Hart. He was the oh, tour, tour rep up there. Just a fun, terrific fun man. guy. He'd been with Ping for forever. He was, he was a tour guy. rep for, for, for Ping forever. Gary calls us up and says, I just want to confirm you guys are set because it was a tough thing at the time to get into that, that factory position. Now, here I'm coming out of college, highly educated econ major from UCLA, thinking, what are we going to make? Where are you? We're going to probably be union guys. Wow. We're going to be making $16, $18, $20 an hour. And, you know, 40 years ago, 42 years ago, we're thinking, that's 40 years ago, excuse me. That's good. That's not bad. We're going to be living high in the hog because to this point we hadn't made no money. He says, guys, I, I went to bat for you. I went to bat for you, and I got you a little bit extra. I got you up from five bucks to five and a quarter. I choked that down, said, thanks, Gary. That's fantastic. My father's looking at me. He's like, when I hang up the phone, what's wrong? I go straight into the bathroom trying to compose myself, thinking to myself, how in the <laughs> heck am I going to su- survive on $5.25 an hour? Well, thank God it was air-conditioned in there, too, right? 
the apartment that we were able to get you mean or the factory? factory. Neither, neither one of them. Neither, neither, neither right, one of them. Right. I was, I knew but that. what a great experience yeah. going down there. It was, it was fun. It was fun doing it. It was yeah, sweet, it was, sweet Lou. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But so I got to see the ball factory down yep. there. Yep. And, and yeah. Ping is not, look, Ping does a lot of great things. Yeah. Golf well, ball's not one no. of them. And I don't think they nope. even mess no, with No, they it don't. Anymore. Nope. They're not even in the business. Yep. But let's talk about the Titleist balls made in New Bedford, Mass. Um, 23, oh, man. I was trying to think of 1,200 employees that they have there, Pearl. And these these stories are really interesting because these people are so invested in this. And these the, – so Titleist is in uh, Massachusetts. We have Callaway in a place called Chicopee, Massachusetts. We have Bridgestone in Covington, Georgia. And the reason I'm telling you these names, and we've got TaylorMade in a little town called Liberty, South Carolina. The reason I'm giving you these names – these companies have brought their manufacturing business and these towns back to life. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal to these people, yeah. and and they give a damn about the product. Look, that's and why you can tell some. That's of, why it's good. Exactly right, Pearl. And, you know, that's certain, where I was going with this. And as you know, I'd had my manufacturing business, and there's certain things that overseas, China, Taiwan, India, etc., does well. It's tough when you get down to this amount of this these specifics. And if they could knock them off and have a super quality product, they would. And to this point, they haven't. And I'm with you, Jay. I would say one of the key ingredients is the heart and soul and the pride of the people that are are, are manufacturing these balls. And the articles are fun. You can go online and, and look some of them up. Fun to read. They are absolutely vested, and it's just a great story. And they're surviving and prospering because of pure quality, not because of politics, not because of a bunch of other games being played. They're beating the rest of the world at creating this. That's right. It's golfdigest.com. And no disrespect to you and your acumen, you far exceed mine. That what, to me, it is exactly why this is working. This is about a culture. Mm-hmm. This is about a buy-in. This is about people that give a damn about their product. And you can tell these guys aren't golfers. These got the, we've got these guys, you know, they're hot. They're wife beaters. They're tats and all this. And they're not playing a bunch of golf. No. But they care about the product. They take pride in their work, and they really are appreciative that what this manufacturing has done has revitalized the town they live in. Yeah, cool stuff. Cool stuff. It's it's the right way to go. Yeah, and you are right. You don't have to have a, a manufacturing background if you realize the value of culture and the pride within. Then you know enough uh, to be able to speak on that. And it's uh, all those articles were very clear that that's the case over there. Yeah, it's a great – if you get a chance, it's on GolfDigest.com. As I said, that's going to wrap up the On the Range segment. Um, come back. We're going to the front nine. We've got uh, uh, a great interview with a golf coach at University of Missouri. We've got a segment of Whack and Chase in the 19th hole. Lots to come. Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Quick note, we just got a call from our friend Joe Sheezer at USA Mortgage. He said the rates are still below 4%. And if you mention Golf with Jay Delsing, he'll give you a discount on your closing costs. Please call him today at 314-628-2015. Do you folks know about a family-owned and operated jewelry business that's been in the St. Louis area since 1946? If you haven't heard the name Sutley before, well, you have now. They are the premier Hearts on Fire dealer in the metropolitan region and have been for more than 21 years. 
What's a Hearts on Fire diamond, you ask? It is the world's most perfectly cut diamond. The Sutleys are knowledgeable and passionate about your jewelry needs and are open six days a week. They will treat you like family and want to understand your wishes and desires. Their business thrives on developing personal relationships with you. Sully's also strive to stay on top of the latest trends and fashion with amazing selection of designer jewelry from famous designers like Lagos, Zengani, Simon G., just to name a few. It's all done at Sutley's. Sully's is on the cutting edge of the diamond business, featuring the lab-grown diamonds that can cost 30 to 40% less than a mined diamond. Whether it's a hearts on fire, designer or custom jewelry, or even the new and innovative lab-grown diamonds, let Sutley Jewelers take care of all your jewelry needs. I have known this family for 45 years. Go in and see Gary. Ask for Gus. Ask for Laura. It's a family business, and they are terrific people. They're located in the Lamp and Lantern Village on Clayton Road, just west of Highway 141 in Town & Country. You can also visit them at saettele.com. Doster, Olam, and Boyle, LLC, are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing here on 101 ESPN. The firm was started in January 2015 by Mike Doster, Jess Olam, and John Boyle, three veterans of the St. Louis real estate, banking, commercial, and corporate legal landscape. The firm was founded on the shared view that success should be measured by client and community satisfaction, not profits for partner. The firm's focus is on business, real estate, corporate, finance, and restructuring, and succession planning. Since its founding in 2015, Doster, Olam, and Boyle have been involved in real estate, business, and corporate transactions with a combined value in excess of over $1 billion. For decades, Doster, Olam, and Boyle lawyers have been recognized as leaders in their practice areas by their peers. Doster, Olam, and Boyle, LLC. Extraordinary talent, ordinary people. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for its golf equipment since 1976. Golf Discount has been and still is locally owned. They employ the most experienced staff you'll find anywhere. There are two locations, one in South County just off of Lee May Ferry and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. Golf Discount fits your custom equipment to your swing using the -the state-of-the-art GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures that perfect fit that you're looking for. Go to Golf Discount for all your golfing needs. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. You can find Jay online at jdelsinggolf.com. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Jay and Jan are here. Uh, We bring you the segment we call the front nine. Pearly, we are going right to the Mark LaRue interview. He is the head golf coach at the University of Missouri. Yes, he is. Good guy. First, let's talk just a little bit about your background, and then we'll get into the cool stuff that you're doing down at Columbia. But um, one of the things uh, I saw in your uh, bio is that, you know, you're from upstate New York, and gosh, I've been all around upstate New York. It's absolutely beautiful uh, between the BC Open and Jamestown, New York, and western New York, where, you know, people think of New York and they automatically think of the city, but that's a beautiful area up there. It is, Jay. Um, and having grown up there, um, you know, in the um, 60s, 70s, and 80s, it was um, kind of a, a depressed economic area. You know, all the um, Ellis Island immigrants that came up during the Industrial Revolution kind of flooded the the, the northeast area there. And um, 
by the time I, I was a, an adolescent, um, you know, things were kind of depressed and it wasn't the greatest place or the most exciting place to be as a, a young person. And so, you know, my attraction was to, to go away and to, to see the world and, and see someplace other than upstate New York. But, you know, when I'm in my 50s now and I look back on things, I think, you know, gosh, what a, what a great place it was that I had an opportunity to grow up in in that area and then um you know certainly when i go back i i appreciate the beauty of upstate new york that much more now yeah well we golfers you know we we get our shoes on and clubs on our back and we travel don't we we um you headed from there you've you've been up and down the east coast you've been to, to southern california give us just a little background i know i noticed that you've you've done some extensive um work in sports psychology and that can only help these you know young men and women that you've you've coached over the years yeah well jay um having um grown up in upstate new york i was again looking for something different and um so after my undergrad in physical education i was looking to get a master's degree and so i started searching for california arizona and hawaii and, and had a couple offers one in particular was at Cal State Fullerton, and that took me out there. And, and when I landed there, um, I just happened to hook up with a fantastic sports site guy named Ken Raviza, who's kind of the equivalent of Bob Rotella in sports site, but for baseball. Um, and so, you know, when I got there, as you said, that kind of brought me across the country and, and got me involved in sports site with this guy, Ken Raviza, who was one of the greats. Um, and then from there, you know, golf and the golf industry took me from Southern California to Myrtle Beach to back to Southern California to Tennessee and then, you know, finally to Missouri to Columbia. So um, what, what, a, what a road I've traveled and, and, and golf has been the, the catalyst for all that. Yeah, it's such a great game, isn't it, Mark? I mean, if you look back at look at the people you met and, and the experiences you've had and some of the places you and your wife have I know you and Leslie have two boys. You, you know your families travel too. It's just uh, a remarkable sport. I, I'm so grateful for it almost every day. Yeah, well, well said, Jay. Um, just been blessed. You know, I think that I would never have had the opportunities that I've had in my family if it were not for this great game. Yeah, it's terrific. Well, I know that. Um, you know, now you're you're in the, the heartland here at Missouri, and and uh, I think you're starting your 16th year, right? I, I believe that's correct. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to it's hard, you get to our age, it's hard to keep track. But um, uh, <laughs> let's just talk a little bit about um, coming to Missouri, what you inherited. You, you you know, to be frank, you know, the Missouri program was just kind of nondescript. It um, it had some good players for sure come in and out of there, but for the most part. Um, what you've done in your 15 years, uh, 16, you know, going to 16, is it, it's, you know, you're basically writing the record books for these these things. I know you've won 48 um, career uh, events as a college head, head coach, and I think you've got, gosh, I don't know how many, do you, you've, you've got 31 or 32, you know, just at Missouri alone. And those are the sort of things that are important for kids to pay attention to, to notice, to try to get – folks to come to want, want to kids to want to come to school there yeah well jay thank you that's that's flattering um you know having had some success here certainly would want 
would want more. Um, and, and to, you know, you, you want, you always want to leave things better than you found it. And so, you know, hopefully when my time here at Missouri said and done, that'll be the case, but that'll be up to, to others to evaluate. But, um, you know, I, I, as you said, I, I inherited great kids too. Um, you know, I, I think of, um, Sean Jasper and Sean, Sean, uh, John Kelly and Sean Jasper, um, that were here when I got here. And, you know, John Kelly went on to, you know, be runner-up at the at the U.S. Amateur and then, you know, played great, you know, at the Masters. He didn't make the cut, but technically he was the low-am there and then went and played in the U.S. Open. And, um, you know, Sean Jasper was, was an All-American here, had a top 15 finish at the National Championship. And those guys, you know, thanks to them, to that the first guys that were here on board when I got here, they really helped. Um, Chris Mabry from Kansas City and, um, you know, Kyle Marcola and all those guys. It was, it was just great to be here and to inherit a program like that. And, and maybe they just, they just played a little harder when I got here. Yeah, I mean, and, and not only that, you're talking about, and I know Sean, and I know these guys really well, John Kelly, not only really good golfers, but really good people. And, you know, when you go out into the business world like Sean and John are doing now, and they, they you know, they, they take business and they take golf and they merge the two, and someone says, where did you go to college? Where did you play collegiately? And they say the University of Missouri. That's only a, a you know, a gold star for the program. Yeah, well, well, thanks, Jay. And, you know, you, they, they just happen to be in the team that, um, you know, my first recruiting year, I brought a bunch of guys from Tennessee here. Um, and then one of those is Peter Malnati. And, and you throw him into the mix with um, with those guys. And uh, that, that was kind of a catalyst. I think that's kind of what got everything going. Yeah, I mean, what a great springboard, too. I mean, you started um, uh, almost kind of your own – little uh legacy about getting you know getting this program into the ncaa which uh the finals and the regionals which just hasn't been happening and um you know we we can't i don't want to go on before we talk about the challenges that you face in recruiting there we're not going to lie i mean missouri is not a great place to play golf in december january and february but you do have other options and you've built some really cool things down there to, to try to help those the weather issues. Yes, you know, fortunately, the the Walsworth family and, and building our uh, the Walsworth Family Golf Center here at, at the club at Old Hawthorne has helped us tremendously. Um, you know, if you, you look at the programs around the country, and it seems like everybody has these facilities now. Um, and with the Walsworth Family Golf Center and the um, Robbins Short Game Area that we've built here in Columbia, we, we finally have a place where we can um, recruit kids to to come here to um, to play and to practice and and kind of get around the Midwest weather. Um, you know, as you know, the, the courses stay open here year-round in Missouri. However, there are those days where you, you need something else if you're going to continue to hone your game and practice. Um, those days when we get, you know, closed out and we can't go outside, it certainly helps to have this. Well, Mark, and you have to have it to try to compete with the Oklahoma States of the world, the Oklahoma's, the other good programs. And um, But 
those programs and what you're doing down there show everyone that it can work. It, it can, um, especially, you know, here. Um, you know, I, I would I would hate to do this at, at Notre Dame or at Minnesota, but, um, yeah, we're, we're just at that kind of uh, transition zone climate-wise in the country where you can still get it done with facilities like this. Yeah, and I got to mention the Walsworth family. I played with Ed, and I did get to play with Donnie as well. And what a great, great family! And um, I, I know they're they're true blue Missourians. Um, and to have them come back and do well in the business world and support the program like that means a lot. It, it does. You know, we certainly could not have done this without them. Um, you know, both. The, the university, the athletics department, and Mizzou Golf owe a lot to um, to the Walsworth family um, for for all of their support. And um, you know, as you'd mentioned, um, it's just it's nice to have people like that in your corner. All right, uh, that's going to wrap up the front nine segment. Don't go anywhere. We've got the rest of this interview to play. Um, I think you really enjoyed. It. I really enjoyed it. Um, this is Golf with Jay Delsing on one hundred and one ESPN. This is a segment we call the leading edge. And with me is Cindy Vickers. Um, and Cindy is a, an expert in getting your body and your muscles to move and fire in a way that you need them to play your best golf. So, Cindy, thanks for being with me today. Well, thanks for inviting me over. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about flexibility. And, man, I can just tell you from my own point of view, the older I get, the harder it is to stay flexible. Well, because you probably don't really work on it, you know. And when people go to the gym, if they work out for an hour, they work uh, 55 minutes on some kind of strength training and then five minutes of stretching and just flat out isn't enough. Well, that's, I mean, that's really important because, like you said, I'll when I go to the gym, I'll spend 45 minutes on, on doing cardio and I'll maybe spend the max will be 15 on my stretching and I really want to leave after five because I just feel like I'm, over it now. So there was no strength training there whatsoever. Not a, not every day, but um, I do I do go and lift every once in a while. Even though I know you probably can't tell, but um, uh, I do try to, to I stay. I do try to stay you strong. Did not come out of my mouth. <laughs> no. So um, so flexibility. One of the questions that's asked me all the time is, how do I hit the ball further? How do I hit the ball further? And I know we're going to talk about speed in a couple of weeks, but flexibility is really important in that area. Well. You better hit the club, uh, the ball squarely if you want to hit it further. That's one thing. But, okay, flexibility, this is a really big topic, but you. But I, I want to say first that you don't separate strength and flexibility. They really work together. And just real simply, if you want a muscle to lengthen, what's called the opposing muscle has to contract. So that your bicep and your tricep are the easy. So when you right. want to make that bicep muscle that tricep muscle has to lengthen. So it really has to work in conjunction, and you need to know how to train opposing muscles. So the, 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 one of the issues with flexibility is that if you, when it's like a, just like an elastic band. So the more you stretch an elastic band, so let's just pretend that's your muscle, the more energy gets built up, and then when you release it, which means you, then you contract it, then that's where that energy is released, and that's a lot of power. So imagine you're going back in a backswing, and you're really trying to stretch, and there's a lot of muscles we're talking about here, trying to stretch them out. If you cannot get much of the more stretch you can get, the more energy you can get, which is the more power than you, 
that you can get. So that's why you want to get as much length and as much stretch as you can get. You're talking about your power. So I don't want to make people, you know, crazy, but there's just a lot to think about the way you train it. No, and I mean, if you look at the modern-day golf swing and the modern-day tour player, it's all about power. So it's all about what you're saying. They're winding up as much as they can, and then they're firing, and it's explosive. And it's that's a very fast thing that happens. So when, But when you're training the muscle to lengthen, you need to train in uh, multiple speeds. But sometimes... What, there is a stretch reflex that will cause your muscle to contract to protect you. You have to be able to stretch enough to bypass the stretch reflex so that you can actually get stretched. So that's one thing that has to happen. I, I love the fact that you're talking about this stuff because this is some things that I've been able to do in my life. I had no idea, you know, what I was doing in terms of physiologically what was actually happening. But I watch these kids today, and I know the tour player is is focusing on their body exactly in the way that you're talking about, specifically. So I just, but to even make complicate, complicate matters further, then you'll see people, they, they get that they want to get a big stretch. They really, really understand this, particularly in the backswing. But they don't really have it, and they don't know that they really have it, so they over-rotate and they lose their posture, and then all kinds of, you know, their swing gets all jacked up because they're trying to stretch, but they don't really know how to stretch, and they don't know how to separate their upper body from their lower body. So so it's you really have to be able to identify what's really happening here, like what's the body part that really needs to be strengthened and what needs to be stretched, and then how do you do that? And that's why we have you here. Your first client is going to be my buddy Pearly here because he needs help with his flexibility. <laughs> He's just going to talk about you and not in very kind ways, and we're not going to get anything done. I'm used to that. I'm used to that. You want to reach out and contact Cindy? Call her at 314-323-2004. After 25 years on the PGA Tour, Jay Delsing takes you behind the scenes from the eyes of a pro. Now back to more golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. The Back Nine is brought to you by St. Louis Bank. Welcome back to Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. Got John here with me, my favorite buddy, Caddy. Uh, we're headed to the Back Nine. Uh, Got to do a live Whitmore. Been a great title sponsor this year. Um, had the opportunity to play nine holes. We did a little exhibition last week. What it was, was the condition of the course, Jay? When it, you was, it was really, really good. I mean, the, the thing that struck me more than, than anything, John, is when I drove up there, the first thing I always know to try to look at is what the parking lot looks like. Mm. And it, it was jammed. And we did have a nice day. It was in the middle 50s and not not too much wind blowing. But guys were out there using the golf course. Yeah, the awesome. driving range was full. You know, November 3rd, driving range full. It's awesome. it's, it's great. There's you, said, you said they've had some success this year. Things are picking up. and yeah. Not that they haven't been in the past, but yes. maybe an extra good year this year. No, no, that's right. Their, their, their membership is up. There's no food or drink uh, 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 minimums out there. There's 90 holes. You have the, you know, you can go to Links of Dardine. You can go to the Bluffs. You can go to Golf Club of Winsville. Um, the thing that I loved is I, I told everybody after we did the little exhibition, we walked right off the 18th. How'd you do that? Just re- remind us how you did in the exhibition. What? What? Yeah, uh, bummer kicked my butt. He did. We got <laughs> rematch. Rematch. That's right. That's happening. That is, that is the thing. We, we we went right in, had a beer right in the the nineteenth hole in there. It uh, it was fantastic. Uh, the people just they they love their place. Yeah. You know, they're out using it. That's the deal. Family friendly. Lots of opportunities to do stuff. Tennis courts and and um, uh, they had people playing tennis. 
You know, it's November. People yeah, were playing tennis. Awesome. It's a good court. It is a good club. Family friendly, family centric. Uh, you can't go wrong. It's Whitmore Country Club. Uh, you can reach them at WhitmoreGolf.com. All right, let's go to the remainder remainder of that Mark LaRue interview now. So, Coach, let's talk a little bit about this roster that you've compiled. I mean, golf and the PGA Tour has become a crazy international game. When I played, it wasn't nearly like this. We had a, just a handful of, uh, you know, of foreign players. Now, it the, the PGA Tour is the world tour. And looking at your roster, you know, man, you've got kids from all over the globe. We do, and, and that kind of stems from, I, I think, my philosophy um, and part of my coaching philosophy was somebody a long time ago had told me when I first started, they said, you know, if you let the hometown kids get away and they go someplace and they beat you, you won't be a coach very long. And so I really wanted to focus, you know, my recruiting attention on local kids and, and Missouri kids and Columbia kids. And if there's somebody that's good enough to play in the state, well, we certainly need to get them to come to Mizzou because they go to, you know, somewhere else and they beat you, um, it's not going to be good and you won't be a coach long. And so I think we've had some success with keeping the, the Missouri kids coming here, um, and in particular the kids from Columbia. Um, you know, once you get beyond that, I think it's tough recruiting to try to steal somebody from somebody else's footprint. So. For instance, if you're if you're looking at a kid from Kansas or from Oklahoma, it's certainly hard to get them to come to Missouri because they're going to think that the Big 12 is the place to play, and, and rightfully so. And and you know if you get a kid from the Mid Atlantic's from Virginia or the Carolinas, he's going to want to go to an ACC school. So for me, it seems like you got to get him from Missouri. If you got a connection with somebody that knows somebody, and there's you know the Hayden Buckley that comes from Mississippi, that's great. But once you get beyond that, for me, I've kind of felt like I needed to go international, you know, to get those kids to compete, you know, with the other kids that are going to those other schools, top 50 or 100 in the state. Um, I really felt like I needed to go international, and, and you see that across the country with Division One programs. Well, you sure do. I mean, you got the two freshmen. You got, I mean, the freshman Ross Steelman from Columbia, and you got Jack Parker, another uh a Missourian from Columbia. Then you go from Inverness, Scotland, to Taipei, Taiwan, to The Hague in the Netherlands, to Plano, Texas. And then, you know, I don't know how you say, is it Rajevic, Iceland? It's probably close enough for my show. We're not that good with all the details anyway here. <laughs> but, uh, right. man, you guys, uh, how does this process work? Give us a little snapshot of this. Yeah, well, I, I think – Two things, Jay. One is certainly the internet, and with these rankings, both the junior, National Junior Golf Scoreboard, although it's national, it has an, all the international players that play in the states. Um, they get a ranking there too, and then the AJGA, the Polo ranking, and with the Wagger, with the World Amateur Golf ranking. So one, everybody knows who the best players are. They've, they've been identified in these rankings. You just go there and look them up. The second thing I think that's really helped, well, actually, let me add three to the list. So the second would be the European Boys Team Championship. So the, the European Golf Association has team tournaments each year, 
well, one of them, the European Boys Team Championship, collects the 16 best golfing countries with the six best players, juniors, in those countries and puts them on showcase right out in front of you. Um, and so each year, coaches, when we go to recruit at this, this venue, um, you'll get there, and it's almost as well attended as the U.S. Um, Junior Amateur Championship. I, I know that there's been times when there have been 30 to 50 coaches that show up at the European Boys Team Championship. So with the rankings and then the team championship in Europe, that's two ways to recruit internationally. And then third is, you know, through through Wagger, as I mentioned, you know, you can see these kids and you can actually go run them down and see where they compete in their countries. It's it's just amazing. I mean, we are seeing another offshoot of the Tiger Woods effect in the game of golf. I mean, the doors that he opened and, and the things that he's done and the money that he's brought into these sports, all of a sudden – I've just noticed what great athletes the game is, is is capturing. Before, some of these guys, like, you know, they may have played football or baseball, basketball, whatever. Are you seeing that as well? I, I am, yes. The, the Tiger Woods effect is, you know, it's been great for the game. I, I think it, back when I started in golf um, in Southern California, and I go back there to 1989, 1990, um, somewhere in the early 90s, uh, you know, Tiger was a high school player there. Um, we happened to host the club that I worked at was Alta Vista Country Club, and we hosted the CIF um, Finals, which is the, the state championship for high school. And I remember Tiger playing at our course then, um, and he, he won, by the way, um, the state <laughs> right. championship that year. But what, what Tiger has done for the game and that that starts my career right then when he's in high school and goes to today. Yeah, he, he's done, I mean, a lot for this game. You know, Mark, there's one thing about golf that's a little different than the other sports, and one of the things that I always loved about it, I'm a sportsman, I love to play other sports and everything, but I needed so many other people to keep, get my sports Jones, you know, because I needed infielders and I needed somebody to throw batting practice to me and things like that. But golf being solitary, it really appealed to me. And the other thing that appealed to me was what did you shoot? You know, if, if these kids are sending you videos and things like that, and you're looking at the scores they shoot when they compete at some of these places that you're familiar with, it really helps, doesn't it? It, it does because, on these rankings that I'd mentioned previously, they have their scores right right there. Um, and for me, that's always been more than a swing. You know, uh, a, I don't know. You can have a great golf swing and not a great golf game. Um, I'm, I'm sure we all know people that, that swing at it way better than, you know, than people that you think of. Um, but to have a great golf game is, that's certainly a number. And that, that's written right down on these rankings. It's there for everybody to see. Well, Mark, Matthew Wolf, who's a star on the PGA Tour, just won his first event, I think, in his third uh, tournament up in Minnesota at the 3M Championship is a perfect example of that. First of all, when you stand next to this kid, he looks like he can play shortstop or middle infield or, um, or midfielder for you know any, any sort of uh, sports team. And then you look at his golf swing, and it's a lot of Jim Furyk, a lot of quirky, a lot of 
kind of awkward looking things in there, but the results speak for themselves. And I think that's really important because we're in a day and age where video is used so much and there's people are teaching methods and I can't stand that. I really don't like that at all. Yeah, I think, again, I think you need to play with what you've got. And again, you know, Peter Melnati is another one like that. You'd never pick Peter out of the lineup to, to be the guy that was most successful. But, um, yeah, lo and behold, I would say, you know, the guys that have been here during my tenure, Pete, Peter is the one that had the most success, and, and his golf swing isn't, you know, all that great. No, he's not, he's not afraid of too much, is he? No. 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 Um, so, so, Mark, tell us how our listeners can get involved. How can we support the University of Missouri golf? And, and um, what can we here in St. Louis do to, to try to, um, you know, grow the game for you guys? Um, and, you know, Jay, I, I kind of need to be careful with the recruiting rules um, with what I say here. But, um, you know, one is just um, – just um, supporting our kids. Um, if you're, whether that's, you know, coming out to Old Hawthorne in the spring in April when we have our home event here, um, we get some talented people to come and, and it's free to come out and watch. Um, you know, to be a, a member of the Tiger Scholarship Fund um, is another way to go. The TSF have, um, we have golf tournaments in St. Louis and Kansas City each summer come out and be part of those um, like us on on Facebook um, so there's there's quite a few ways to get involved and then we have a our annual fundraiser here we do the first um, first Friday in August after school starts so um, certainly if you want to be involved there there's a, a few ways right there well that, that's terrific uh, congratulations on all the success um, please uh, keep it going and um, we can stay in touch and get you to pop on here from uh, every now and again and give us updates on the success and tell us what's going on and tell us some of the uh, interesting places that uh, you've got kids coming from that are shooting low scores and are, are wearing the blue the uh, the black and gold yeah Jay that sounds great and as we we discussed previously too all the different topics of of things we could we could chat about you and I um, again golf is just and the world's getting smaller and, and golf bringing us all closer together so I've really enjoyed it Mark do you mind if I give out your uh, email address in case folks want to get in touch with you oh yeah sure that would be great okay uh, so it it's it, it's just yeah. your last name right l e r o u x with the letter m after that so it's LaRoe m at missouri dot edu you got it, Jay. That's it. Okay, that's fantastic. Well, thanks so much, Mark. Yeah, Jay, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. All right, Pearl. Man, that was that was that was really a, what a what a what a neat guy and what a just kind of a mellow, quietly confident dude on what he's doing down there for the University of Missouri. I've never met him in person. I loved his disposition. I love the way he handled himself. The topics he talked about, you know, Jay, we were at one of the top programs in the country, like top couple at yes. UCLA, obviously a long time ago. But here's a Midwest 
uh, uh, group. Here's the Midwest program that this guy has got all of the elements. He's put it all together. And just the way he handles himself, talking about the, the sports psychology, about what you do in the off season, how to gather and get these, these guys to come to this facility in this, in this uh, school versus some of the other ones. Um, going out and understanding world rankings of amateurs throughout the world. I just loved it. I was just, I was fascinated by the interview. The other thing he's doing, he's mixing fun in there. He yeah. said, Jay, I noticed you've got the 24, and you know how important the 24 is to me. It's my dad's mm-hmm. number when he played professional baseball, so I've incorporated my logo for, for my business and and things like that. He goes, we let the players the players get numbers down here. So they got a number on their bag. They get a number sometimes. I like on, that. I, I like that like so it's much. Just a, it, it just almost kind of makes you feel like you relate to the other sports a yeah. little bit, you know, or, you know, you come into the 19th goal and say, hey, number 15, what's, you know. Well, we've talked about that. Yeah. Obviously, the junior programs, the upcoming programs are creating more the of a The junior team, league stuff, yeah. More of a team thing instead. Of, I think it's a super wise, and what a surprise that he's doing it as well. I just liked it across the board. I'd like to go and check out their facility at some point. Well, I'm going, so you can you can come with me. We're to Thank check you. out. I would yeah. like to. Yeah, it'd be, it's really neat. It's you know, it's what's interesting too, John, is that um, it's hard to compete for for most folks. They might not understand what the facilities are going to look like down there when you get there. Because these guys are competing with the Floridas, the Houston's, the Wake Forest of the world that have these, you know, much more ideal weather than these Midwestern schools do. But it's working because Oklahoma State's been a powerhouse forever. You just do stuff inside and yeah. you and you try to get it as, as real life as you can. You get dedicated kids that have a lot of buy in and then you travel when you need you, to travel. You, you can prove that it works. You can also look at a school like U of I who's done it right with Mike Small for a long time. They he's he's going to be on the show. And that's that's I, I really appreciate you bringing up Small because he's, besides being a great player, he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. And we got to get him on the show. Yeah, Absolutely. But he's helping set that tone. No he's, doubt. He's in that upper echelon all the time. He's obviously produced world-class players, Ryder Cuppers, uh, uh, it's, it's Steve Stricker exactly. was one of the first guys that yep. um, to went there. So Luke Guthrie went there. We've got um, uh, oh man, uh, just a whole lot of uh, of and they're great in, Cham- they're in Champaign, there. Illinois, for crying out loud. So That's they're, right. They're, they're pulling people into that yep. area. So uh, I, I think that uh, Mark's doing a good job. You can tell by his his attitude, doing a good job. I like that he talked about showing a lot of allegiance to the local kids. That uh, hey, if you guys can produce, if you guys can show it. I'm I'm going to be paying attention to you. I thought that was wise. Just across the board, it it felt right to me. Yep, yep. Uh, and it's also nice, you know, Mizzou uh, and and the University of Missouri. There's so many folks from St. Louis go send their kids down there. It's it's nice to get that connection, man. And and um, if there's a way that you guys want to get involved and support golf, support the University of Missouri, you know, reach out to Mark. He would uh, he would love that. Bro, we got to wrap up this back nine, man. Dang. This show is flying through, but um, that was a great interview. Um, but don't go anywhere because we've got the Whack and Chase coming up in our 19th hole and um, a few other things. little Dean Team spot. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. I want to thank Whitmore Country Club for sponsoring my show, Golf with Jay Delsing. There's 90 holes of golf at Whitmore. If you join out at Whitmore, you get privileges at the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, Golf Club of Wentzville, and all the cart fees are included in that membership. 
There's no food and beverage minimums and no assessments ever. They've got a great 24-hour fitness center, a large pool complex, three tennis courts, a year-round social calendar that is rocking out at Whitmore. There's kids' clubs, junior golf, junior tennis, swim team available for your children. This is a family-friendly atmosphere, a wonderful staff, and you've got to go to the golf shop and visit my friend, Bummer. He is an absolute treat. Don't forget about the golf leagues, their skin games, members' tournaments. Bummer and the staff out of Whitmore are continually running cool and fun golf events for you and your family. Visit their website at whitmoregolf.com. Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for its golf equipment since 1976. Golf Discount has been and still is locally owned. They employ the most experienced staff you'll find anywhere. There are two locations, one in South County just off of Lee May Ferry and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. Golf Discount fits your custom equipment to your swing using the -the state-of-the-art GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures that perfect fit that you're looking for. Go to Golf Discount for all your golfing needs. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company is proud to be an official sponsor of 101 ESPN's newest show, Golf with our friend Jay Delsing. Just like Jay, Urban Chestnut is born right here in St. Louis. With three local brewing and restaurant locations, you won't travel far to sample straight from the source. If you're heading out to the links this weekend or if you're just in the mood for a classic German-style beer, grab a four-pack of our fresh, refreshing Zwickel Bavarian Lager wherever craft beers are sold. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company, St. Louis, Missouri. Prost! St. Louis has so much going for it right now. A new soccer team on the way. The Blues made a historic run to bring home the Stanley Cup. And we have a growing startup community making St. Louis a household name for innovation nationally and internationally. Pride is not just who we were, but who we are becoming is the new banner call for St. Louis. And the forward momentum is exciting to see. But is your banking partner moving forward with you? Are they a part of your community or sitting hundreds of miles away making decisions that affect the forward momentum of you and your business? Well, St. Louis Bank is a locally owned community bank for the St. Louis region. And like what's happening in our area, St. Louis Bank is innovating community banking to help you move your business and our region forward. St. Louis Bank, let's move your business forward together. Find us online at stlouisbank.com. Connect with us on LinkedIn or call us at 314-851-6200. It's time for the 19th hole on Golf with Jay Delsing. Welcome back to Golf with Jay Delsing. Your host, Jay. Pearly here with me. We are going to uh, the 19th hole segment. i got to talk about the Dean Team Automotive Group, the fine drive with Jay. I had a couple of fine drives. Not in the same round. But I had a couple. You've had a lot of fine drives. But I, I will tell you this. These guys are fantastic. Just bought Joe a new car. They couldn't have been better. They just, they, they went so far above and beyond the call for for us. And her, her uh, I think you, you mentioned this when uh, we were talking about when you saw the, the car at my house, that, you know, and I told you the, about the experience. And, and you were like, well, that's going to make a big impression on Joe. And I'm like, hell, it made a big impression on me. Right. Um a lot of dealers say, you know, they have everything you look for. These guys were just terrific. They um, they have over a thousand pre-owned cars, and I bought Joe a pre-owned car. 
They have Volkswagen, Subarus, Hyundais, Genesis, Volvos, anything that uh, you're looking for, they can find over at the Dean Team uh, Automotive Group. They, it's, it's interesting. They've got a golf cart division, and uh, they make these customized golf carts, and these are cool. Music, tires. You and I remember, do you remember when we were playing in that um, the Desert Marlin? Oh, yeah. And Pat Perez. Pat Perez with... And, with. Um, the left-hander, Mark Mulder, Mulder who was right. pitching for the Cardinals, came up playing M&M as loud as you could and possibly hear. And they drove hear. right through the ropes, right, through right the ro- over the other dividers, yeah. right next to the place. And they had and, those big Mac yeah, Daddy wheels yeah. on there. Yeah, so they got some really cool stuff in their street legal. So go to DeanTeamGolfCarts.com. Um, but don't pass up their automotive sports. The, uh, that's, the cars they have in this place are ridiculous. Bentleys, Ferraris. Maseratis, Lamborghinis, Rolls Royces. They've got over, almost $10 million worth of cars in this lot. Um, so you need a new car, you got to go to deanteam.com. There's five locations. They're all on Manchester Road. Volkswagen, Subaru, and Hyundai are in Baldwin. Uh, there's a new Volvo dealership in Maplewood, and that's where the golf car division is. So go to deanteam.com for all your new car needs. Okay, so we got an episode of... Whack and Chase, baby. Whack and Chase is really getting fun. We've had some fun callers yes, from Whack have. and yes, Chase. So let's Great go. attitudes. Appreciate the guys calling in. Let's go listen to this this uh, version of Whack and Chase. Jay John, Whack and Chase is back. We've got a local caller this week. It's Keith. Hey, Keith. How we doing? Good, man. Hi. How you doing? I'm all right out this way. Where Where is this way? Where are you from, Keith? Uh, well, I live in Innsbruck, out, out west a little bit. Right, and we got some cold weather heading this 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 way, uh, Keith. That's not very good for our golf games, is it? No, sir. No, it's not. I'm going to probably have to go somewhere. I want to go. I with I might. You. Yeah, I'm going to go to Mexico. I think pretty quick. <laughs> I'd get there quick too. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hang around the border too much if I were you. <laughs> no, we actually got something scheduled to go down in November. Oh, awesome! So, awesome. Uh, get out of the weather a little bit for four or five days, you know, and then come back. Well, good, Keith. Are you familiar with uh, Whack and Chase? Yes, I am. Okay, I do it quite often. Well, fantastic. Then uh, we hey, just keep to... listening, Keith. We yeah, appreciate you, sure, man. Thank for you. Sure. Hey, we we just want to start out with then. Uh, what's the question you've got for Jay? And then while he's giving it some thought and calculating and putting all of his figuring and ciphering together, uh, I'll ask you a couple questions to give him more information. And then he'll come up with a solution. So, where do you need help in your golf game? Okay, thanks. Uh, well. I uh, I tend to find that if I try to go after it a little bit with my irons, that I tend to, I guess, go over the top and pull things left or hit it off the toe. Is there some kind of a thought or drill that I can do that, that'll that'll keep me from, like, uh, doing, you know, pulling things left like that? And then, you know, I mean, it, it, I think that's what everybody, what causes, why am I, Coming over the top, that's the only thing that I can figure out that I'm doing wrong. Okay, well, let, me and, you, let me ask you a question right off the top there, then, uh, and no pun intended. But when you're pulling it uh, to the left, is it a pull hook or is it a pull and a slice? No, it's a pull because if I could hit it as far straight as I pull it, I would be happy. So I tend to, like, it, it seems like it's only when I try to swing a little bit too hard, you know, or go after it a little harder. Does it have a lot of curve, Keith? Is the ball curving? Well, you know, it, 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 you know, if I can get it, if I take it straight back, no, normally not. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's more like just a dead full straight shot. 
perfect. That's what and, we need uh, to know. I, I, found it. I got new irons this last year, and it, and, and I, it, that's helped quite a bit. But it tends, I guess, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm coming at a different angle than I should be. So okay. I think I'm going to start what aiming for right center or something like that well we gotta we gotta give jason time to think this one through you put a real complex one in front of him so you and i are going to go back in the time machine and try to figure out where this all started so let's talk for the very first shot you've ever hit in your life what where were you how old were you and what did the shot look like i'm talking the first time you ever hit a golf ball oh my Think well, back. Think back now. When, when would that have been? About what age do you think that was when you hit your first golf club? Oh, I was, I, I, the first time I ever picked up a golf club ever, I was right. I was in high school. Okay. All right. And uh, there was a golf course in the little town that I grew up with uh, that they built down in the bottoms in Ellsbury, Missouri. I grew up in Ellsbury. My dad was a realtor up there. And they built it down in the bottoms, down in the flood zone, and they built a golf course there. People called Whipkey. And, uh, of course, the flood of uh, 73 got it, and it never came back, the, the golf course itself. And that's the first place I ever played golf. Uh, and then we used to always travel to Warrington once I finally started playing. But I, but I couldn't hit it very good. You know I mean? I could hit it a mile because I played ball, but I never knew where it was going. So I'm kind of self-taught. I've, I've, I've had a couple of lessons in my life, and I went to pros, and I've hit some irons or I'll hit some, you know, and I'll go, well, what, you know, what do you think I ought to do? And they're just like, play more. Most of them say. Well, there's a lot, there's a lot to that for sure. So you remember about when you first played, not the first shot. When do you, when did the, the, the pull first come into the, to the game? Do you remember that? I think, I think it's been since I got better at golf and then I, uh, I, uh, I, you know, you, you know, you'll, you'll be in between, let's say you got a, a shot where you, you have to hit it five yards or ten yards farther than normal, you know, than, than what do you normally hit that club. Well, do I want to be short spinning on the pin? Do I want to be shorter or do I want to be long? So I always kind of – I used to always, like, try to step on it and be, you know, take a shorter iron and try to hit it harder. And now in my old age, I've kind of figured out that, you know, I could just take maybe an extra club and not, you know, not try to hit it so hard. It and that, a, it, that, it that ta- started to help. It takes us a long time to get a little smarter, doesn't it, and just take that extra club and not swing so hard. So that's part of it. I know when I hear Jay talk about playing uh, pro-ams all the time, that's one thing he always encouraged the folks to do is take that extra club. So that gives him a little bit more in- information that he needed. Uh, what's your favorite professional uh, on the tour? Who do you kind of try to model a little bit after or follow to kind of learn a little bit and uh, wish you could hit more shots like your favorite player? Who is that? My favorite golf golfer was Arnold Palmer. Okay, absolutely. Well, got to love the king. Got to love the king. And the king didn't hold back very often either. So that's kind of cool uh, that you know, modeled after him as well. So one more, one more question here, and this is a little bit out there. But do you dream of of your of golf? Do you dream about golf? You know, it's kind of funny. I, I don't know that I actually dream about playing golf, but I know that many a night as I'm in bed getting ready to, you know, get getting in bed and the lights are off and I close wait my a second, eyes. Wait a second, that's family show now. Don't get too much detail. We just want to try to find out if you if you dream about golf. Hey, or this not. might be my only shot. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, but you know, when you're getting ready to go to bed, you're, you know, you shut the lights off, and you think about like if you played golf that day. A lot of times, I'll play the golf course again in my mind, where I hit it, I why love I that. hit it there. I love know, that. 
things like that. Well, Jay and I are both into uh, meditating a little bit, and I like doing a daily review. I sure as heck don't do it in my golf game. In each shot, I can tell you about that, but I try to think of the things I did right that day and the things I did wrong. So I think that's okay. Jay, whenever I can tell he's ready to answer, he just kind of starts, he's vibrating over there a little bit. He's grabbing at the mic. He's fixing his headphones. He's straightening his hair. We're on the radio, but he's doing all that kind of stuff. So that tells me, Keith, that he is ready to solve your your uh, your golf problem here. So hang on for the uh, for the answer. Hey, Keith, that, that, that was great stuff. So when when your ball goes left, tell me, um, do you do you take much of a divot when you when you um, when you hit your irons? You know, I'm not I'm not a big divot. You know, I, I don't t- normally take a big divot. Uh, I'm more of a sweeper, I guess. When you I, I, when you do, can you divot. see? Can you see? Is that divot headed headed left, and is it is it wide, Keith? Is it Sometimes kind of it's wide and it curls to the left a little? Yeah. Okay. And you know, it sounds to me like um, I I don't think you're coming over the top at all because if you were coming over the top, your divot would be left. It'd be considerably left. Does that make sense? So, if you're okay. what, what's happening more than likely is you're you're coming from the the inside a little too much, and your club is flip. What we used to call flipping. So, the, the when when you don't try to hit it hard, you've got a much longer area for your club to stay square. If that makes sense, and when you're trying right. to hit it hard. You're probably moving your body faster, and you're going more on a really from too far in, and then around on that ball. And the club face has just a millisecond to be square. And so, what I would what I would recommend doing is, if you want to try to hit something a little harder, focus more on your rhythm. Try to try to try to feel like, especially the first foot or two of your backswing. Think smooth, because one of the things I've noticed over all the years, and this is even something that I used to work on with you, Pearlie, mm-hmm. is that when I wanted to hit something hard, oftentimes, Keith, I get so snatchy, and I take this this club away from the ball so quickly that I, I my body position, my body was completely out of position, because all I was thinking about was trying to go fast. And the transition wouldn't be worth a darn either coming down. And, and, but that's where I'm going with yeah. Keith. So if I'm you, a little ahead if, of you, sorry. You th- no, that's good. If you, you, everybody else is, you might as well be too. <laughs> What, what I'm thinking, though, is is that if you work on just that smooth rhythm and, and make um, uh, the transition, I, I don't like people to think about it too much because it's, right. it's ugh. No, you, you want to do the right thing to have the right transition. I'm with you. You, yeah. you don't want to be thinking about the transition. And what I'm trying to get you to do, Keith, is to set up your your through swing with your backswing. So you do something positive like that on your backswing, and it takes care of that, that thing, uh, uh, your, your downswing. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. And, well, it's just tempo, basically. Then. Yeah, it's tempo, but really focus on the first two feet away from the ball. That first two feet, because if you go out and watch any anybody that plays for a living on Sunday, for with the exception of maybe just a couple of players, but their rhythm is impeccable, especially going off the ball. There's not they're not fast going off the ball, Keith, because they want the speed down at the ball when they're hitting it. Not going away from right. it. Does that make sense? Right. So you, you, I'm, I'm, I'm gaining speed at the wrong spot. That's exactly. I'm guessing. And so that's just going to put you a little out of position. What sort of handicap do you have? Well, you know, actual or real. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's around a 10. Yeah. So I, that's what I suspected just from listening to you play. So you're a good player and you've you've shot good scores. So you know how to, you know, you know what you're doing with, uh, with the club. And, you know, as we sign off on Whack and Chase, um, Keith, it's um, – 
if this information that Pearlie and I gave you helps you, we want you to email us and call the paper and mm-hmm. tell everybody you know. And if you keep pulling that shot when you try to hit it hard, just tell them we never met. Gotcha. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I really appreciate the call. Thanks, Keith. Have a good, good night. Have a good night, guys. Thanks See very you. much. Bye-bye. Well, I don't know. You just never know what you're going to get with those those pearls. That's why we love them. It's really, really fun. And that is going to wrap up this show. Man, thanks so much, Pearlie, again for being with me. Love being here. Brad Barnes, our producer, we affectionately call a lot of things. Meat is one of the most big Appropriate. Sizzle. Yep. Thanks so much for, for taking care of us. And uh, hit them straight, St. Louis. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com, as well as at jaydelsinggolf.com.